When you bring your child home for the first time, you want a baby monitor you can trust. When you choose Stork, you choose technology trusted to monitor 10 million babies in hospitals every year. Stork continuously tracks your baby's pulse rate, oxygen saturation, and temperature. Visit MassimoStork.com to learn more. Stork, a revolutionary baby monitor, is born. Stork is not a medical device. Read and understand all product labeling. Massimo data on file. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey, y'all. This is Randy of the Black Millennial Marriage Podcast, BMM Indie number 80, The Best Things. I know it's not Wednesday, but y'all about to get this episode now, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays if you celebrate. Ours was restful and relaxing. Drew was taken care of and she enjoyed her first Christmas. She was also very tired. She could not keep her eyes open <laughs> all day yesterday, but it was good for us just to rest and be together for our first Christmas as parents and for Drew's first Christmas um, on the, you know, out of the womb. So it was great. I also hope that you all had a great holiday or a great break if you don't celebrate, but got the day off. And yeah, so we're going to get into it. Y'all know we post two episodes once a week, Sundays and Wednesdays. This is actually going to be your last indie for this year. And I'm excited. So we're just going to get into it. Yeah. I'm sweating. Yeah. In 2010, thought I was doing something. And now I'm rapping with a crew or something. I guess the track don't really stick unless he's gluing something. And I never fit the shoe until I do or something. Yo, bracing myself like teeth, boy. It's the same old route on some new concrete. But homie, these tunes make you get a new ID. I'm trying to do my thing, but the commute ain't cheap. I'm on a two-day week for all this rap these days. And we can still pitch the track to all the wack DJs. We're singing happy days, wearing tacky J's. And I'm just pumped that I made it out my nappy face. Let's go. We can turn the whole world around. I'm in the back And I'm back. Okay, y'all. So this episode... I am hoping it's like on a lighter note <laughs> than the other ones. I was thinking about what to record for my indie and I really wanted to just focus on the best things that happened this year because if y'all are all caught up, y'all know that a lot of our we reflect a lot, but it's a lot of it's about a lot of like the hard things and you know, the things that suck and that are painful. And so, and not a lot about the light that we've actually had this year and that I personally had this year when it concerns like how I reflect on the podcast. And so I just wanted to give space for that and honor that. And so, yeah, we're going to get into it. I have five things that I would like to recognize as the best things from this year. And my first thing is true. Um, <laughs> Drew was born March 2nd, 2019 after 38 hours of labor. Y'all have heard the labor stories, um, podcast episodes. If you haven't go back and listen, because it was a whole, it was a journey. Um, she was born via C-section because I was not progressing. I was going back from like 
two centimeters to five centimeters, eight centimeters back to five centimeters. She had a fever. I had a fever. Her heart rate was really high. It was just not good for either of us. And so they cut her out and she had three knots around her cord, a dislocated knee, but she is alive and well. And she is my proof that God exists, not just because she's like this good thing that has happened, but just because of like, like, what else can you do? Like, it's science, right? It's science. Because God also created science. <laughs> but like, she's just like a literal manifestation of me and Mikey's feelings for each other, our love for each other, our commitment. She's so smart. And like on those really hard days where she can't tell that things are really bad <laughs> or that like we're hungry or like, you know, because she's fine. But like when she's just, you know, she's just very present. She's a baby. You know, she's what babies are supposed to be like um not stressed out and she's just the light and I'm like this is this is God this is godly you know and I'm thankful for her she has taught me so much with only her little nine months being here and um her life has really blessed me it really has and um she recharges me after really stressful days or just long days and I've I've been trying to on my end do my best to honor like her life and the fact that she chose us and toughed it out throughout the pregnancy and the labor and made it here safely and is staying here um to to love her well and to be well and so it's just amazing I've been I have been finding it amazing how my life has transformed with like her as a motivator and my family as a motivator to just do better and to really recognize things about myself, hold myself accountable, show myself grace, you know, all the things we should do anyway, but she's definitely been a great inspiration and motivation and it just taught me a lot about love and I'm, I'm thankful. I'm thankful that me and Mikey manifested this girl. Like I wrote her name down 2017 December because <laughs> she was born and 2019 lord help me 2017 december and i got her for march um 2019 so drew drew is everything my second thing my second best thing this year is my gang gang so i actually met these women i actually haven't met these women in person <laughs> yet but that's coming um that is actually my goal next year one of my goals next year i know y'all listening if you didn't know, now y'all know. But I met these women through the podcast or because of the podcast. Each one of them reached out either via email or social media. I can't even remember how we started talking individually, but then we just never stopped. Like I was talking to Ebony every day on Instagram, emailing Brittany every day on Instagram every day with Ashley. Um, And I was home at the time, as y'all remember, because I only just started working in October. So we had a lot of time to talk um ebony is also a stay-at-home mom and ashley's about to become one and britney's also about to get a break lord we all switching roles but um <laughs> they really changed my whole life and it wasn't until i finished reading oprah's book um the path the path made clear um <laughs> it wasn't until i finished reading that book that i was like all right randy come on brave it up put these three women in a group with you 
in one text stream because I really feel like we will all connect because they're so similar and so different. And I had been feeling that way all year, but I was like, no, it's that weird. Ain't nobody met each other. Anyway, I finally made the group and I was like, listen, <laughs> I love you all. I think we all will get along. We are all very similar. We all love our kids and our husbands. Let's talk. And we talk every day. It's a little unhealthy. Um, <laughs> Because we get deep, we get so deep, even when we try to keep it light. And they really like it just made me a better woman, um, a better wife. They helped me show myself grace as a mom because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm <laughs> I'm just, you know, Drewby just she's staying alive and that just means we're doing something right. But and we all have stair step kids. So Ebony's kid is three. Um Britney's is two. Ashley's is one, about to be two. And Drew is about to be one in March. And so it's just really great. Britney has literally clothed Drew. <laughs> she says so many clothes. And that's what Drew lived in for on, on up until nine months because she's in 18 month clothes now. It's a long baby. But they just all have changed my life. And once I, once I, became more flexible what I thought a mom's group was supposed to look like or a community was supposed to look like I could really open myself up to having this virtual relationship with these women and all our husbands know what it is like Mike no <laughs> he always wondering what we talking about if he can join like no you can't sit with us this is not this is not for the daddies or the husbands um, but it really has just it's really made everything just so much easier um, this year. And because I'm the only one of my friend groups, like the friends I keep up with, who had a baby and who was married. And so that can be really lonely, as I'm sure a lot of people know who have kids and who have, who have spouses. And so because my priorities are different, I'm not, I don't even drink anymore. I don't, I really just want to be with Drew. And which is <laughs> not really healthy. I'm working on that. So I do get out and my mom does keep her, but like I'm I'm just in mama mode. I'm in mama wife mode. And so that can be difficult to explain or to communicate sometimes with some of my friends. And I don't have to explain myself with these women. And I just I love it. I just I just love the group and I'm thankful that we have found community and friendship with each other because it really has saved my life this year. I've sent the videos of Drew being crazy, you know, trying to, that's how I found out she had allergic reaction to penicillin. Like, is this normal? Just, you know, she had the seizure, just letting them know, just really just having a community and being, having people to talk to, women to talk to, black women too. So I'm thankful that this, they are definitely on my list of the best things that have happened this year. The third thing, best thing that has happened this year was me finding Raising Rebels podcast, y'all. I love this podcast. I've had some visceral emotional <laughs> reactions to this podcast. I'm I'm certain very similar to a lot of the things that y'all say about ours, but like I have been like sobbing, holding the steering wheel, driving, listening to this podcast. It is so good. It's a parenting podcast about raising free children. Um while while being an oppressed parent <laughs> because we are maybe not in the traditional traditional sense um or like what you think oppression may be but just like how do we raise kids who are their own, who are their own people who you know outside of our projections outside of outside of how we were raised how do we raise these kids to like 
grow up to be good people, to be themselves, to love themselves, especially if they're of color. And I just love it. It's so good. And I actually, Mike and I actually met <laughs> the um the host of Raising Rebels in a completely different scenario. It, it was nothing about her podcast. It was nothing. We met her virtually um, through a conference call. It was like nothing like she, her podcast wasn't on my radar because I hadn't heard of it until I met her. And then I met her and um, I was like, let me try this podcast out because I've really been trying to find a good parenting one that just aligns with how I want to raise Drew. And that's just, I want her to be so much better than me. <laughs> I just want her to be, you know, all the things she wants to be for herself and also brave and kind and bold and strong, you know, and free. And to do that as parents, you know that you have to be these things yourself or you really should because ain't nothing worse than being a kid and seeing you know hearing parents and adults say one thing and not live up to it or also not practice it it's so aggravating and can make you so resentful and I promised myself I wouldn't be that type of parent if I ever had a child and so this podcast definitely keeps me holds me accountable she has these sections so she interviews people each episode and she has them reflect on she like starts off with a worry like how are you feeling and these are parents who are on this podcast with her and um they give their word and then she has them has them reflect on like a childhood memory to honor their current children and just to really just pay attention to how you were as a kid because really we're all just kids raising like kids essentially and like and how we raise our kids, a lot of our childhoods impact the way we raise our kids, essentially. And so then the stories are always so moving. And then she has the whole, you know, the main topic. And then in between the podcast episodes, she gives her kids space, her own kids space to speak. And you can't, you never know what is about to happen. It doesn't, it's not like she announces that it's about to happen. You know, when the music shifts that something is about to happen, but it's just such a blessing. And her kids are so confident and they trust her and so they give her like real answers to the questions she's asking and it just makes me think about being a kid myself and Mike and I actually listened to an episode together but we couldn't fit I'd already heard it but we couldn't finish it um we still have 22 minutes left of bills 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 because we kept pausing it to like talk <laughs> and then he was really emotional at the end of it because he was like am I impressing my daughter like this podcast just makes you think it just makes me think about my childhood it makes me think about how things impacted me it makes me think about how it impacted me now I could talk about it forever I highly recommend it if you are a parent or something to be parent or think you want to be a parent because I just it's just the best it's one of the best things that has happened to me this year and I binged the first season and I am currently one only one episode behind of this um current season season two because I listen very faithfully and so it's just nice to have a podcast, you know, outside of my own. And I have, I listen to other podcasts, but this one, especially because I'm a new mom, I'm just loving it. It's just, it's just perfect for, for where I am in my life right now and the type of parent I want to be. So I recommend it. Raising Rebels. It's a great podcast. Um, yeah. So the fourth thing, my fourth best thing this year has been the podcast, our podcast. Um, Black Millennium Marriage Podcast has been has been everything now <laughs> me and Mike have talked about how in a lot of ways doing the podcast how we were doing it wasn't necessarily healthy but for this year this podcast definitely kept us together 
Um, it gave us people to talk to when we were really lonely and confused and depressed because anybody who has family know that family can suck. And while we do have a good family, our family is still family. And so in a lot of ways, can still be really toxic and just not helpful <laughs> and just not, you know, and everybody's got their own shit. Like everybody's got their own things. And so a lot of ways, the podcast was our only space to be like ourselves or to like re and to reimagine ourselves well, because um, it's really hard to do that sometimes when you're in the thick of it as y'all know. And so this podcast has been one of my best things and it kept me busy. And sometimes it's good to be busy because I really can, I can, I can only imagine how life would have been this year if I hadn't had this podcast to do with Mikey. And if I wasn't doing all the editing and stuff, when I had to pick up the bulk of the work because he was driving, but like, I don't, I don't know. I think it definitely helped with my healing. Um, and it just gave me a routine when I really needed a routine and I needed something to put my energy towards when I was really down. I didn't want to get out of the bed, but I knew we had a episode that was due to go up, you know, like it just gave me a mission and it gave me something to complete and it gave me my friends this year. And I will always be thankful for that. And I love y'all. This has been great. And the fifth thing, my fifth best thing this year has been my job. Now we could all stand to get paid a little more, but <laughs> outside of that, this job is really, um, I'm really just, I'm really amazed. I just love this job, y'all. I do. And I, I love the people and how hard we work and that everybody has a purposeful role. Like I talked about, I think in my last indie and it's really Sometimes it can be triggering for me because I'm constantly comparing it to past jobs that I've had, including and especially the last one I had before, before this one. And I realized how much I didn't advocate for myself, how much I shrunk myself, how much I disliked myself so much or like felt like I was undeserving. And so I stayed in situations because that's what you do. And that's just not right. And I know that's, I know that's easier, like, said than done because a lot of people haven't found their professional home or like their place here. And a lot of people have just, like, I, I think that I'm, this job is helping me realize that, like, the, the things I normalize at work are really toxic and aren't real. Like, you really don't have to put up with half the shit you put up with at work. But that is not what we are taught, especially by our parents. Um, especially by these boomer grandparents, not knocking them, just saying like people just work and work and work. And there's a way to work hard and to be responsible and to inspire loyalty and to be just a good worker, just to keep your word and do your job. There's a way to do that without dying, you know, and in developing mental illnesses and, and being in pain. There really is, but the caveat to that is you're going to lose your job. <laughs> like you're going to be without work. You're going to be without work. And a lot of us can't afford to be without work. We damn sure couldn't. And we were, we had a lot of help this year through government, through family, um, friends, y'all, you know, Patreon. Like we had a lot of help this year. And so I, f I feel blessed though. I didn't feel blessed at the time, but I feel blessed that I was able to 
find this place because I wouldn't have found this place if I was anywhere else because I don't really look for jobs while well that's not true I do look for jobs when I when I am working but I don't I don't think I would have found this place if I hadn't had the space to be if I hadn't been as desperate as I was and had to hit the bottom like I did to realize what I wanted because it's really not worth it and taking these jobs just to have these jobs have long-term consequences and it's hard getting you know and it takes bravery then I realized a lot of people aren't brave so then I realized I wasn't really brave I've never really been brave until this year (laughs) that's just I thought I was brave I thought I was really brave um but bravery is not doing the things that come easily that come naturally that you feel confident about it's doing really scary shit and so I realized I wasn't really brave. And so the job is like constantly having me in reflection mode. And then it's also like after this job, I can never go back. Like I can never go back to what life was before this type of job, because I know that it is possible to be treated well and to do your work well and to have purposeful work and to be paid. You know, like it's just it's definitely it's changed everything. I don't know what mine like what the future will hold. But right now, this is where I am. And yeah, I just have so many thoughts. I have so many thoughts about work and and how people approach jobs, how I've approached jobs. And it's just, it's a setup. <laughs> it's a setup. It is a setup. But yeah, my job is the fifth best. It's my fifth best thing. So again, my top best thing this year was, or my number one best thing was Drew. Second was Gang Gang. The third was Raising Rebels podcast. The fourth was our Black Millennial Marriage podcast. And the fifth was my job. And segment two, Q&A. One of my favorite parts of the podcast. I have three questions and let's get started. So the first question is, what books do you recommend for soon-to-be moms and dads? So I got a lot of baby books when I was pregnant both times I think I really remember them the second time Drew but I don't recommend any of those the only book I think that you should read (laughs) read is The Conscious Parent and it is it was the best book I read while pregnant I I read the what's that other big brand one I can't even remember y'all probably know like what uh, I can't even remember it doesn't matter because these babies are all individual and they do what they want and I didn't feel like now that Drew was out, I don't think I've seen anything from those books that actually matter because it just wasn't helpful. I just don't even, I don't even go back to them, but I do go back to the conscious parent and that is by a therapist and she's just all about actually very similar to raising rebels. Um, but she's all about, um, recognizing the kid in yourself before you can, you know, as you parent your kid, because I just think back to all the times we got beat as kids and all the times we got yelled at. And now that I'm a parent, I know that it was, it was those moments happened the most when my parents were tired, when they were down themselves, when they weren't well. And she's just, the book really calls for you to be like, to hold yourself accountable because these kids are not asked to be here. We all, you know, at some point or other whether on acid or on purpose one of these kids chose to have them and so like what are you doing are you making their lives miserable are you making them work for your approval are you making them pay for your disapproval like she really is just and it's such a easy read like it's not like a dense read there's not all these huge scientific words it's very human and personable 
and she gathered me. And I know I've talked about this book before on this podcast, but I just really wanted to reiterate that it really is a really good book. And I plan to reread it throughout Drew's lifetime and any other kids that may come because it really is a great reminder to check yourself as a parent before you start cussing your kids out and beating them and doing stupid shit, you know, and reacting like a kid, you know, to your children because these kids will try us as y'all know (laughs) and, and really just holding yourself accountable. So really just puts a lot of the work on the parents as it should be. And in my opinion, and just making sure you're not you're not being harmful to your kids. So I really recommend that book. And that's the only book that I that really I feel like helped me and that I keep in the back of my mind, even now with Drew being nine months and she can't really you know, she can't talk completely yet. But just how am I treating her? And how am I treating myself? How am I treating my spouse? You know, just please. I really think that I really recommend that book, The Conscious Parent. Also, um, yeah. So second second question is name three movies you will never get tired of rewatching. This is so funny. I love this question because while I do read a lot, I actually watch a lot of TV too or movies. And the two <laughs> there are three, but the first two is are Batman the Dark Knight. I love that movie. I can rewatch that movie so many times. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. It bothers the hell out of Mikey. Because I will rewatch that movie over and over and over and over again. I love Anne Hathaway, Christian Bale. I love that movie. I will also rewatch over and over and over again Sherlock Holmes Game of Shadows. Y'all. Every time <laughs> Mikey has on his PlayStation 3, every time we are in a bedroom and he gives me the remote, I literally will scroll down to Sherlock Holmes. He already knows what it is. He already knows what it is. And it bothers him. He's just like, Randy, I have other movies. And I'm like, I don't care. I love Sherlock Holmes. I love Robert Downey Jr. I love the series on Netflix or it was really BBC. But I love, I would watch that movie over and over and over again. I never get tired of it. And the third movie that I never get tired of and I can rewatch over and over again is Fried Green Tomatoes. It's a good, it's a good movie. My grandmother had it on VHS and we would go over her house she only had a few movies on vhs it was halloween fried green tomatoes the two vhs tapes titanic beloved and that's it (laughs) and so we would watch and rewatch fried green tomatoes over and over and over again and i love those movies so it's batman the dark knight fried green tomatoes sherlock holmes a game of shadows my top three faves i love them and final question have you read children of blood and bone i actually owned the book and i got the hard copy because i was so excited when it dropped and everybody had loved it so much and y'all i was pregnant when i read it i finished it i'm (laughs) i really it is my plan to um because i think the story of the book how it was created was so powerful um she wrote it the author wrote it very quickly and I felt like she was obviously led by the Holy Spirit. She wrote that. She wrote that whole book in like a month. And I just, I just like, I love writers, the process that writers go through. Some writers go through. And I felt like she was definitely called to write this book by how quickly she got it out and how quickly she got a deal and the type of deal she got, which was a really big one. But I could not get through the first few chapters. After I got through the first few chapters, which is a really good story. Like I was in the story, but that main character is so fucking frustrating. 
I don't know how y'all could deal. I'm going to finish it though. I just can't stand an annoying main character. And I'm just praying for character development. And I was also very pregnant when I got the book. So my, my attention span slash my tolerance was very, very short. And so I have not given up on this book. It is sitting right on my bookshelf. <laughs> I am going to read it. I'm going to read it. I'm just letting you know I tried when I was pregnant and I could not get over how aggravating the main character was. Like I understood her anger and her frustration, but she bothered the hell out of me. And then the, so did the dude, um, the villain. Well, I don't know if he's still a villain, but in the beginning, he's like the king's son or something. I don't want to give the book away, but he was all angry. I'm like, y'all can do magic. It was just, I was just frustrated. I, I just want these characters to be better people, <laughs> but I'm going to read it. If you've read it, please let me know what you thought. And if, and if, I can get over this hump of being aggravated with these characters, but I will, I will read the book. Thank you for y'all questions. All right. So the final segment, I'll leave you with this. So, um, I actually didn't do much reading this year, which is a first, which probably explains a lot about how down I was, (laughs) but, um, one of the best books I did read was the gift of imperfection by the Gift of Imperfections by Brene Brown. And I read it right after I watched Brene Brown's The Call to Courage on Netflix. Both of them moved me, and I know I've brought it up before, um, but they were also a light this year. And so I'm going to leave you with this quote from the Netflix special. So the quote is, sometimes winning is not coming in first. Sometimes winning is doing the really brave thing. And I just, I loved, I love that quote. That's a quote she ended off on. Uh, when she talked about her daughter swim meet and it just moved me because this year did not feel like a win at all at all but it was the year that we were our bravest as a couple and individually and you know sometimes I'm I'm seeing I'm I'm learning that that's all we gonna get some days some days it's just gonna be about bravery like were you brave did you have courage you know and I can honestly say that this year I did. And while it was very painful (laughs) and sucked a lot of the times, um, a lot of the things we manifested and that I was able to manifest individually was because I was brave. You know, we got Drewby because we were brave enough to try again and to just, you know, even though we knew another miscarriage could happen because that's how miscarriages work. You know, they just happen. Sadly, Um, I was brave enough to keep to reach out or to, you know, to continue to reach out to the women that are in gang gang individually and to grow a relationship with them, relationship with them, even though we haven't met in person and brave enough to put us all in a group and not have them like, <laughs> I don't know, cuss me out or stop talking to me because they all hate each other because that is completely the opposite of what has happened. Um, brave enough to listen to Raising Rebels podcast because it takes some bravery to listen to that because it's really gone it has definitely um caused me to reflect in like other ways about my childhood and about how I treat myself and Drew and Mikey and all that and like you gonna need some bravery for you listen to that and brave enough to do the podcast with Mikey because this year was rough and we we risked a lot by putting a lot of ourselves out and a lot of our business out, but it got us a community and got us a home, you know, and just a space where we also feel safe to talk to each other and to express ourselves 
on and off the mic. And so they're brave enough to apply for a job after being out of a job for 16 months. And, you know, all these acts of bravery, bravery does eventually reap some benefits. You know, it seems like it's taking forever and we only have a few more days left of this year and I'm tired, but I am grateful. And I'm realizing that, you know, I was brave this year and that's that's okay. That's going to have to be good enough. And finally, close call uh close and call to action. <laughs> Lord. Um please submit questions or feedback for the next solo episode. So this is the last episode of this year and of this season. And we'll have more on that with our last full episode. But we're gonna be recording way in advance. We're trying to do this so much smarter. And so please send in your questions either through Instagram or wherever y'all are online facebook or twitter or email us at blackmailmirror at gmail.com that's b-l-a-c-k-m-i-l-m-a-r at gmail.com or leave us a voice message i don't think we played a voicemail on our indies yet but our our phone number is 770-750-4098 and your question could be featured on a future episode also let me know what you think about this episode i know some of y'all are probably counting my top things and realizing Mikey is not on there by himself. But I felt like that was a cop out <laughs> having Mikey on there, especially because our last episode may get really emotional and he's definitely going to get his rightful shout out. Um, so if that is your feedback, think about that before you email me saying I forgot the husband because I didn't. I'm just trying to be mindful of my emotions. Um, <laughs> also, be sure to check out our website, www.blackmillionairemarriage.com. That's supposed to be getting an update soon while we are on break. Keep your fingers crossed. We don't know if these things are going to happen, but it is on the list of plans. And lastly, follow us on social media platforms. On Instagram, Mikey is Mikey underscore XXI. I am Randy, R-E-N-D-I-I-I-I-E-E-E on Instagram. And Twitter and our Twitter together is underscore the Chapmans. All right, y'all. As always, be blessed. Don't settle. Fight clean. Peace. Acast powers some of the world's best podcasts. Here's a show we recommend. I'm Meredith Masony. And I'm Tiffany Jenkins. We're the hosts of Take It or Leave It, a podcast where we discuss all things marriage, motherhood, and everything in between. Join us every week where we sit down and talk about parenting, even though we don't really know what we're talking about. We have guests, we take your calls, and we get weird. Tiffany and I are just like you. We are two struggling moms who have no idea what we're doing. Join us on Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast for parents. A-Cash, A-Cash, A-Cash recommends. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets 
if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.